Welcome to Commending and Contending, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Australia. I'm your host, Jonathan Holt. The Gospel Coalition Australia exists to encourage and assist Australian Christians to remain convinced of the truth and power of the gospel, to commend and contend for the gospel in our lives and our ministries, and to foster connections between individuals, churches, and other ministries so that we can most effectively advance the gospel in Australia. Joining me today is TGCA Council Member Rory Shiner. G'day, Rory. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jonathan. Good to be here. And now, Rory, for those who haven't had the joy of meeting you, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so you're speaking to me from Western Australia, where I'm here in Perth, and um, Perth is nearly my hometown. My actual hometown is Albany, which is about um, 400 k south of Perth, pronounced Albany, not Albany. Um, so that's an important uh, important distinction. And uh, that, that's where I was brought up So I was 10 or so. Um, we went to Papua New Guinea after that. My parents uh, are both still with us, great Christian people. And, um, and part of their service to Jesus was going to Papua New Guinea, not as frontline missionaries, but running a hostel um, in, a, in a town called Wewak. So I did a bit of growing up there, back to Perth. Um, I'm an arts graduate, and so I'm one of the rare people in ministry who took a pay rise, um, you know, from where I would have otherwise been, you know, handing out fries at, at McDonald's. Absolute success story. Well done, Rory. Now, um, how has God been encouraging you recently? Well, one of the many encouragements that I have received from uh, from God recently, I think, has been uh, through at our church um, in a little bit of a uh, staff restructure. I ended up on the um, uh, being responsible for missions. Um, so I'm the senior pastor, but one of the responsibilities I've taken on uh, is is uh, is mission, and by that we mean uh, both global mission, supporting global mission, but also local mission, our evangelism. And uh, one of the side benefits of, of being involved in that is that I've just ended up on the um, receiving end at church of a whole bunch of people who are becoming Christian or in process of becoming Christian. And it's done my soul a world of good to uh, to be at that interface again. So I uh, one of them, and just to... Uh, explain part of that means that often people who other people who've been working with end up speaking to me at one of our evangelistic courses or uh, they'll tap a coffee with me because they'll they'll want to talk to me about something or other so that's why it's happening so I've got these ex experience I guess of fish jumping into the boat which of course isn't true God's been at work through his people um, uh, in various ways but I've had a few conversations really so one of them I was meeting with someone uh, who was interested in the Christian faith. And I sat down and they said, I've got a few questions and I I've sort of got my expectations for what those questions would be. And they said, look, I've been exploring the Christian faith for a little while and I'm, I'm, I'm a science person, so I really need to know that it's true. But I just wanted to ask you, why are Christians so good? And I was like, I haven't heard a sentence end like that for a long time. And he explained, he said, oh, look, I've just, you know, I've come through through high school, I'm now at university, and I've just noticed that Christians have something different. And, you know, my temptation is to kind of, you know, um, to try to win the expectation war by radically lowering his expectation of every Christian he's ever going to meet. But he really went for it. He said, oh, there's just, um, there's a joy there and a... Uh, a moral goodness that I find really impressive. And he said, he said, even the, um, 
the thing about no sex before marriage, he said, I was horrified when I first heard that, but I took a deep dive on the internet and it turns out that not having sex before marriage has all these incredible outcomes. The fewer sexual partners you have, the better chance you have of your marriage standing and so on. And uh, he was just, you know, genuinely impressed by the good fruit of the gospel and, and wanted to find his way to the heart of the gospel um, to see whether it was true. So that, you know, as someone who just, you know, can see, you know, it can feel like the traffic's all going in one direction and, and that's kind of away from uh, God and his gospel to have, um, to talk to someone who was just very enthusiastic about the fruit they could see and wanting to work out what was causing that fruit, um, you know, reminds me again of why I'm a Christian and, and what it's what it's all about. So that's been a way that God's been encouraging me recently. is it that you think we can be commending the gospel in our lives and our ministries? Yeah, I reckon um, uh, what I want to say is we want to be commending the gospel in our lives and ministries, particularly by not allowing the cultural narrative of decline to infiltrate the way we think about the gospel and the kingdom of Jesus. Uh, what I mean by that is this, I, I, you know, there is a big literature out there, uh, a kind of decline in the West literature. And I think I've been um, complicit in that sometimes in my own small way of, of noticing, which we all notice, we can see it in the, in the census, the Australian census and so on, we've fallen below 50% for the first time in the history of modern Australia and so on. There is, there's a story to tell there about um, the relationship of Australia to the Christian gospel. But the risk is that that story is often told um, by uh, cultural elites, by a particular sensibility, often in the inner cities of our cities and uh, around journalism and, and academia and so on. And the risk is that we think, oh, wow, we've, um, to use horrible language, we've got a bad product, that we're, we're out there um, with this thing that, um, that dominant cultural voices say is like a bad thing or a retrograde thing or a thing we need to grow out of and so on. And the truth is that a it's a great thing like it you know it's a great thing that that god has has reached out to us with compassion in jesus that he's uh forgiven our sins that he's bringing about a new creation that he's uh started his kingdom now that's that's the greatest news there is and the average person in australia i think we should assume is interested until proven otherwise that that they they are, and we do also know that's true from statistics, from the McCrindle report and a bunch of other places. The average person in Australia is impressed by the Christians that they know and would lean into the Christian faith in some form, receive an invitation to church, uh, read a book, listen to a podcast if they were asked to. And so I think um, one of the ways we can continue to commend the gospel is to ourselves to remember that uh, God is doing. Uh, the greatest thing in bringing um, peace with him through Jesus Christ and the average person in Australia probably is open to hearing that and probably is impressed with the Christians that they already know. 
And it does seem to me like your own role at church being involved, particularly in that missions area, has given you some of that firsthand contact to, to see that uh, you don't need to be all that discouraged by that wider message. Uh, has, have there been examples of that for you particularly, where you've extended an invitation uh, or you've had that conversation and found the person just to be more open than you expected? Yeah, absolutely. So we've, um, at our church, we've got a little uh, thing where we encourage everyone to be praying for two people. Um, uh, I think it's two people, two minutes a day uh, across the week, just to remember them, you know, while you're hanging out the washing or whatever kind of trigger thing you've got to do that. So a low bar. And um, and both of the guys that I've been praying for personally, one's an old school friend, uh, one's down the road. Uh, and, and the one who's down the road, um, we uh um one of my kids uh walks his his dogs on um uh on uh, on week afternoons and he's in a tricky situation he's he's probably uh dying of emphysema at the moment and uh so we pray for him a lot and see him a lot and he is um for a variety of reasons that it wouldn't be appropriate to uh share um has a lot he does have a lot of background hostility um to the church and to uh, to Christian things and so on. And we've had some very vigorous conversations and we had some very colorful conversations. Um, certainly his language was colorful back with the plebiscite because he was on a different page to me uh, with that. But in the last few weeks, he's, um, yeah, he's read a book that I gave him, read it cover to cover about the Christian gospel and um, has been, yeah, um, open to those conversations. So it's been, uh, that's been a little, you know, I, from where I stand in the church, I get to see the fruit of other people's um, efforts in sharing the gospel with their friends. And that's what, one place where I'm actually the, you know, also get privileged to be the person um, who is the, the point person with the gospel. And uh, there's definitely, you know, a softness there and in someone's life at a very, um, uh, you know, sacred part of the process as they face their own mortality. So that, that's been, that's been encouraging. Absolutely. Now, I know, Rory, you write some really great stuff for the Gospel Coalition Australia website, but you probably don't go on there to read your own material. Is there something that you can recommend we go and have a look at, uh, perhaps even something from a few years back that's a bit buried? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I do. I do uh, write for the website. And again, the only I just check them and occasionally spot a typo or something that I've written, which is mortifying. Um, but yeah, don't go on there to read my own stuff. The there is lots of great stuff on the website. I think it's, um, you know, unambiguously and happy to say that even though I'm kind of a council member, I just think it's one of the, one of the best uh, resource pages um, on the web um, in Australia. And I think in the world, just for some really great articles. Uh, the one that I wanted to kind of commend to you is an older series by Andrew Moody, who's the, uh, who's been the editor for a long time at, um, at TGC. And he wrote a series back in 2017 called The Story of Gender. And it's a, um, a multi-part series. And I worry that it kind of got buried, um, you know, when the, when the Gospel Coalition was just starting up in, in Australia. And, um, and maybe before that question of gender was as white hot as it is now. Um, and Andrew's written a series there that I think is just world-class in its, um, uh, you know, Andrew's a Trinitarian theologian. He's got a very deep grasp of of um, patristic theology. Of um, of um, you know, he wrote another article adjunct to that on whether does God have a gender um, 
And uh, but this series on the story of gender, I reckon it, it's I, I've come back to it several times. It's really rich, and uh, I would encourage you to to delve back into it. And um, I think it's probably more relevant now than when it was first written. Oh, thanks so much. That's a great recommendation. We'll put a link to that uh, in our show notes for this episode. Uh, Rory Shona, thanks so much for joining us on Commending and Contending. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. This podcast is made by the Gospel Coalition Australia. You can help us by sharing this episode with friends, your Bible study, your community group, and also by going to our website and making a donation to grow the networks of Australian voices speaking the gospel to Australians.